0: Ready, ready, ready? All right. All right, all right. Dave. Dave, episode eight. What's up, Dave? How's everything? What's up? All right, good. You're great. You're good? We have a great guest today. Tate, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. My name's Eric Feeney. This is Feeney Talks with Friends. I'm the founder of Friends of Feeney. It's a nonprofit. We help children and families that have heartbreak or tragedy. And I use this avenue to talking to wonderful people that do right in the community. We have a great guest today, Tate
1: again I already said what's up but what's up again Tate not too much man just uh, happy to hear with you appreciate the invite to come on thank you for putting this all together you know I think it's uh, it's cool what you're doing here with both obviously friends of Feeney but also engaging local community members you know being able to bring in talk about what's going on and hopefully create more excitement yeah cool that's what we're doing that's what it's
0: all about so he wrapped it up he said it for me review uh, episode 18 matt whitney maximum beverage he helps out at the can drive he donates his box truck he donates lots of cans i couldn't have done it without him he saved me easily 170 because the first time we rented a u-haul so thank you matt we did a brown bag in it checking out episode geico 18
1: right geico savings right there right
0: you know, that stuff adds up yep matt came through thank you matt And we had a good episode. And then to review again, episode 17, the end of episode 17. Can we talk about it? What do you think about the end of episode 17?
1: You feeling comfortable in that chair, Tate? I am, yeah. You know, I'm uncertain, I guess, but (laughs) I'm comfortable. I mean, you told me to to check it out. So I went and I'll be honest, I did a little fast forward action, jumped around a little bit. And yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. You were like sitting on, what was that, wicker furniture? It was a wood, old fashioned wood
0: chair. You know, I, I sat in it for an hour and 15 talking with Len and then at our seven so episode 17 spoiler alert or um fast forward alert mm-hmm. one hour and two minutes you'll see some
1: good stuff on 17. <laughs> i need some suggestions you know what it reminded me of like uh i went to grew up going to summer camp up in maine and it was a religious camp so you like go to church sometimes and the chairs were these like wooden chairs that folded up yep. And every once in a while, you know, you get a real rickety one. Somebody would be sitting there during silent prayer and just hit the floor and everybody would start laughing. And then, you know,
0: that's exactly what it was. There was was no getting the the class straight after that. We had to end it. Again, there was no going back after that. Are
1: pranks a thing in school anymore? Like, is one of your students going to see this and like... Saw one of the legs on your chairs a nope. little bit, so you... Followed. But I did
0: end the day on Friday, because Friday, you know, end of the day, I think it was BYOD, Technology Day. I said, listen, if you guys sit quietly, I'll show you something funny.
1: Bring your own... Bring your own device. Okay, gotcha. So it was. Uh, they get
0: these things called Eagle Eyes. If you get 15 Eagle Eyes, you earn a prize, and they picked device day. So we had some... Um, switches and ipads and kids got 30 minutes of free play they had to share they had to be respectful responsible with their devices but then you know they're excited and i was like they loved it so they went home i think parents are watching now because That's of episode 17 Len. all right nice also want to shout out i was walking the dog yesterday this is gonna nice hopefully a nice little segue but i walked by Wilkie park and i see all these baseball coaches you know staying late or going in early raking up the fields and that made me think of mike davidson mike davidson shout out to mike davidson he's in the west Hartford youth he gave me the idea of the can drive uh, we were going to do it in a parking lot and set up a dumpster i had pains donating a dumpster uh, he wanted me to set it up in front of my house and have people drive by but thanks to you tate and thanks to my friends at Gastro Park. Uh, we're having it at G- Gastropark, and I cannot thank you enough. Uh, that means a lot to Friends of Feeney. That means a lot to the community. So um, what made you say yes to the can drive?
1: I mean, we always wanted Gastropark to be a part of the community, you know, and, and be a, you know, philanthropic as it could be. So when you reached out, you know, it was obviously a no-brainer for us. I mean, the more that we can utilize our venue and our facility as a means to do good um you know we're going to try and do that and obviously there's a silver lining for us in that we're bringing people together to the gastro park. they're donating cans and then they're hanging around they're you know they're buying food they're supporting other local small businesses so it's a win-win
0: no we started in january it was like 10 degrees i made the foolish mistake of making it 12 to 6. Mm -hmm. at 5 it got dark my hands were chapped and cold for about a week um, but we raised $470 in cans, and it was great. And then, again, but that cut into the cost with the U-Haul. But then I talked with Matt, and then he came back in February. It was a little warmer, mm-hmm. and we saved money with the cans. And then we worked it out where Chet, another friend, <clears throat> Chet came out at the West Hartford Redemption Center and drop off any can you want any day and just say, hey, this is for the Friends of Feeney account, and Chet will put it on. Chet stays open, uh, you know, a half an hour later so we can just – Park is right down the street so Matt we just loaded him up brought him right down to Redemption Center mm-hmm. Chet eyeballs it he's like "Ah, eh, that's about 260 so and it's working out and then March was phenomenal March we didn't get that many in cans but we got food donations we got clothing donations we sold a lot of swag it was a beautiful day it was like yep. that was my St. Patrick's Day yeah yeah it was a great day um, shout out to drinks mechanics i don't know how you connected with me with you know well you connected me with him he because he, he was there but great guy
1: yeah no they're good guys they got a great product it was a no-brainer because they you know can all of their beverages so yeah. it's can drive to have them there it made sense you know they are the same sort of philosophy as Park. you know they want to give back and you know be able to be a contributing member of the community in terms of, you know, not only, you know, being a small business, but trying to help out other people who are in need. So yeah, it was a no brainer. And we've a lot of other great food trucks that I think, you know, will continue to work with us as we, as we keep doing this and try different things, you know, like the Uber dog collaboration, yeah. you know, a lot of good things to come, especially once we get the inside open, you know, hopefully very shortly. Um, we'll do a lot of cool things.
0: Yeah. Drink mechanics. Try the, uh, Green Monster and the El Guapo. Yeah. Those are my two faves. Yeah, And then, yeah, speaking, you brought it up. So um, which one are we going to talk about first? This Sunday. I don't know when this airs, but this Sunday. We're doing a Sunday can drive this, mm-hmm. this week because uh, you have an art pop-up at, on Saturdays. You want to talk about a little bit about the art pop-ups? Yeah. No. some cool stuff going on down there, too.
1: Yeah. The Weha Artist Emporium uh, approached us. About doing some art pop ups. Um, Yeah, so they did a great job as far as curating a list, setting it up, and it's basically every other Saturday um, going over the next few months. So, next one's on the 15th, then the following week is off, and then another one. So, each week there's two artists. You know, they each have like a 10 by 10 setup. Uh, First week we had a candle maker who takes, you know, bottles and recycled glasses and turns them into candles. And then also this really cool wood maker who had cutting boards, a lot of other things. So there's a whole bunch of different types of artists, a whole bunch bunch of different types of mediums. Um and it all kind of just ties back to the Gastro Parks goal of trying to help small businesses. Obviously food trucks are one of the biggest players and that's like the primary type of small business that we're trying to support. But, you know, the list goes on in terms of you know once our bar is open, supporting local craft breweries, supporting artists, um, you know the art on our walls is going to be you know uh, done by local artists. Some of it might be evolving, where um, we have a different artist come in on a quarterly basis. So we want to be a place that is kind of has something for everybody, whether it be food or you know entertainment yeah,
0: and very com- community driven. Yep, absolutely. That's why I knew the connection was right right away because we we talked it out and it, pretty much I just said my idea and before I even finished you agreed to it so again thank you the can drives have been a success we are getting uh, people we didn't have one in April April was a busy month on the weekends for the Feeney family so yeah. but I got emails hey you having another can drive mm-hmm. hey we have all these cans there's a screen people are taking pictures these are my cans on my back porch and I'm like alright I believe you you have cans <laughs> bring them on May so we're doing May 16th and also May 16th. And then we're trying something, a yappy hour. I I came up with yappy hour. It's going to be a Friday event, May. Did you come up with that term? Yeah, I made that up. I didn't Google it at all. (laughs) Made it up. (laughs) So made this up. And then it's funny that you say that here's a flyer. Let's zoom in on that flyer. It's a BYOD, not device like I had at school, but a bring your own dog event. Look at the Uber dog. Shout out to Uber dog and Deanne O'Brien. On a leash. Yep, on you a know, leash. Friendly. Yeah, don't bring any killers. <laughs> um, and see this shirt right here? My dog is my friend with the Uber dog, Gastropark. And let's zoom in on that. That's going to be a t-shirt. And you're going to start pre-ordering those. There's going to be a website. Start pre-ordering it, and it will be there for you on May 21st. needs
1: best friend, is that true? Is your dog your best friend? No, not at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. That little guy. He, I mean,
0: I was never a dog guy, and now I'm a complete dog guy.
1: What were you? Just not an animal person. I in pushed general. it off for a while. Cats? Um, no. You have animals growing up? Yeah,
0: I had like six or seven cats, but it was six a, or seven cats at once. They kept getting hit by cars. Over a
1: <laughs> extended period of time, or yeah, like... no, at one hit by a car. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay. Hit by a car. Ma was like my favorite. Ma. Vini, I thought you were a cat lady for a then, second. And then, uh,
0: then Otto, named after the Simpsons' bus driver. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a couple of them. But they, I swear they all just got hit by cars. My dog, Susie Q, got hit by a dog. By my a childhood
1: car. cat that I grew up with, like my first animal, Pookie. Pookie. Uh, she got eaten by coyotes. Ooh. So we Ouch. suspect. No, can't confirm that. It's, I guess it's still a cold case. But <laughs> unfortunately, where I grew up like, was right... Where our property ended, Weir Farm, which is like a national park, all woods. Really beautiful place to go hike around, especially in the fall. But just so the woods there were, you know, alive at night. Whoa.
0: No, I'm a big dog guy now. Now it was like our guy started in the the cage. always been a big
1: dog guy, right? Big
0: dog. Uh, (laughs) Where my dog's at. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Uh, but anyway speaking of dogs where my dogs at uber
1: dog check those cute little dogs with the hats Yep, we're big fans of uber dog dan over at uber dog has been a big supporter of iron and grain and and small business in general when i started out back in 2015 um you know both just from like advice perspective as well as you know giving me a place to to store some of my my business related materials so he uh Oh, yeah. You no. know, we're excited to be able to partner with him on a, on a more substantial level. We did a pop-up with him last spring, actually with Dog Star, where we, you know, it was all about getting dogs adopted, oh, very so nice. I think uh, this will be another good transition to be able to help uh, Friends of Feeney bring together the, the trinity of Uber dog, Friends of Feeney, and Park. Yeah, I
0: like it. That's a great. And it's going to be on a shirt. commemorative with a shirt. Oh, shout out to Neela Feeney, she's the head of directors and flyers. Um, initiative. That's funny that you saw her, and there was a recycling sign on your, gar- your garbage. And I was like, she's gonna make a sign. And you're like, how does she feel about you always just
1: signing her, her up for stuff?
0: Yeah. And she also made this one.
1: She gave me a very honest answer too. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> just basically that she deals with it pretty much. You know, she usually finds out in the eleventh hour, <laughs> and you know she makes the best of it.
0: You made a good reference though. It's gonna help you later in life. So it's that's true. A good save. I appreciate yeah. that. You
1: hear that, kids? It's gonna be a good save.
0: So pre- please recycle. So we've got a bunch of QR codes here. This one is to learn more about Friends of Feeney. This one's to check out our previous can drive. This one's to purchase some merch. This one's to donate. And this spot right here, Tate is going to be where your podcast is going to be. Oh wow! Okay. We're hopefully hang these around. And that's sunday may 16th
1: 12 to 4. qr code master yes a lot of qr codes that's what the kids are doing these days
0: this one might be a little excessive
1: makes sense i mean that's what we're going to have at the gastro park. qr codes on each table for the menu ah. just you know obviously yeah it's that's easy to be all paperless. the menus went q- q- yeah. qr code during covid i guess it's good for the environment and printing. everyone's
0: holding their phone practically all the time anyway pretty so. much
1: yeah all right, so... Did you get a haircut recently? No, no, but you gave me a business card. I, I did, yeah, no, I just I asked because no, it looked what like... What those he, grays? It Come look, on
0: now, the, the cut is long overdue. I think I might call her. You should. I really liked your beard the other day. Yeah. Talk, you you got to shout her out now. Well,
1: my beard is a little... it's, it's got, I got, so sharp right now. I got right mask now. beard right now. I've been <laughs> running around all day wearing my mask, but uh, yeah, Lindsay, she uh, has her own little stall over at... Uh, I don't even know what it's called, but it's where... Uh, it's basically right across from Whole Foods and, yeah. and Blueback Square. It's a place where like barbers and stylists like rent out a stall within this space, and so she got she her LG Barber Company. That's what it's called, and yeah, she does.
0: Maybe we'll put her link in the haircuts. Uh, in the yeah, projects. you should have her
1: on. She's uh, she's probably got some interesting stories. She used to live out in Vegas. She's from Maine originally. Very nice person though.
0: Yeah, I want to do a LeBron James barbershop podcast. Can she cut me and interview That's me at a the same time? I like that idea. You should do right it. Right here. Yeah. Dave, can we make that happen? Come on. We'll see what we can do. Dave. <laughs> Dave said yes.
1: That's his way of saying yes.
0: <laughs> All right. So I've been got- telling
1: her. I think she needs to get a, like a take a horse trailer, you know, because the big thing is now people are taking these horse trailers and turning them into mobile bars. Uh, so you take a horse trailer and turn it into a mobile barbershop you know, cause all these, you know, we iron and grain caters, a lot of weddings, uh, you know, even some, you know, Jack and Jill's bachelor parties. And she could roll up to somebody's, you know, house or the venue, take care of all the groomsmen, That's bring great. it on site. People love, you know, when they can just have stuff brought to them turnkey and they don't have to yeah. go a million different places.
0: Yeah. During COVID my barber, I had a barber for 24 years. And Waterbury's cut my hair since I was 14 till I was 38. Waterbury. We got a shout out Waterbury every episode. What's, what, what minute are we so we know? i got making a compilation of my Waterbury <laughs> shout outs. Um, I used to live in Middlebury for okay. a little bit, two Mid- years. Middlebury. Yeah, right next to Waterbury. Nice. Anyway, yeah, my barber. So, barbers coming to the house, you feel, I mean, obviously you don't have to drive, you're in your comfort of your own home, mm-hmm. you could shower right after. A lot of pluses. Yeah, definitely. Get the horse trailer, reach out to what's her name again? L G
1: Barber Company. That's what you find around on Instagram. Give her a follow on there. Name's Lindsay. Nice. But uh, yeah, small business owner, and that's what we're all about. Trying to port other entrepreneurs, yep. people who are trying to you know pursue that dream.
0: Speaking of the gram and technology, who runs your Instagram, Facebook, websites?
1: Uh, that's uh, Hillary Brooks. She's nice. the bar manager for Iron and Grain. She wears a few different hats. And then she's the events and social media manager for the park. So she does a great job with that. Very cool. Um, you, know, we, you know, we're very intentional in setting up some brand guidelines ahead of time for what we wanted. The, you know, various social media platforms to look and feel like, you know, best practices, you know, trying to keep posts, you know, under a certain number of words, you know, for... All the millennials out there who have short <laughs> attention spans. Oh, yeah. And, you know, obviously posting things that are engaging. Like, two of the most engaging things on the internet are pictures of food and pictures of dogs. Yep. And if you go on the Gastro Park, social media, we've got those in spades. So, um, I you know, know it's, it's this close to getting my
0: dog on the Gastro Park.
1: He's got to get a little, a little more. Brat. He would not wear the Easter. Yeah. His modeling skills yeah. are. He's a little shy. Yep. He did not get a treat that night. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> he went the we'll bed We'll give it another shot a treat. though.
1: Because he's a very striking dog.
0: Yeah. He's got a good little mullet and beard and yeah. eyebrows. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing going distinguished, for Distinguished.
1: He's all looks. Distinguished is how I would describe him. Yeah. Someone said he looks like a wizard. He
0: should be in Harry
1: <laughs> Potter. He does look like... You know people, are like, uh, people who look like their dogs? Yeah. Bowsers oh is that a thing yeah that's like the term unofficially
0: I took a selfie when I had my beard out I had gray in my beard Yep. and we we were bowsers is we get a, a
1: lot thing? of dogs at the gastro park, and not everybody's a bowser but we've gotten a few and there's I try to like sneakily take a picture of them and Ooh. send it to my girlfriend
0: <laughs> here's another bowser hashtag bowser no yeah no dogs are great it's uh, dog friendly down there it's kid friendly down there Yep, definitely um, I can walk there from my house uh, you just got a great thing going and I think it was a wonderful idea and I, th- it was the timing even though the world was not in good timing, I felt that opening, that it was outside, safe, you were keeping people separate, you still yeah. keep, you're still, you still keeping people separate um, and just I thought it was a good little uh, idea. Where did you get the idea, who were the brains behind the operation? Yeah, um, not saying you're not the brains behind. The no, no, no. There's
1: there's there's many hands at work here. Um, it all started. So my previous job, I shouldn't say my previous job, but one of my prior jobs, I um, worked there for about eight years. Was uh, I worked for audio marketing, a company that designed and sold non-traditional radio marketing campaigns. So regular radio commercials, podcast endorsements, branded content. You know a lot of event activations things of that nature so i was in sales and i had to go out and find clients and one of the clients that i ended up going out and getting was nestle purina the dog food company out in st louis so one of the brands that i ended up working with was this uh food truck or this uh rather this dog food called chef michael's and you know Chef nestle purina has like 20 different brands of dog food, and they're all targeted at a different type of dog owner. So this was for people who like to cook for their pets, chef-inspired food. So we helped them launch a food truck for dogs, and this thing went all around the country. So I got to go to some of these events, you know, like big food truck events, and Chef Michaels was there mostly just to sample, you know, their product and pass out some branded bandanas and things (laughs) like that. So that kind of opened my eyes to food truck culture and other areas. I saw that here in Connecticut things were you know, percolating, but there was still a lot of area for opportunity. So that's kind of where Iron and Grain and the Gastropark reforms. Launched Iron and Grain first because that was obviously a much easier thing to do. Um, you know, so that kind of was like sampling the waters, testing everything to make sure that the Gastropark was a good idea trying to become more of an expert in the food truck space i always wanted to be an entrepreneur i always was really into wood-fired cooking um, between my father and summers in maine um, but i never had any professional training in terms of you know a culinary degree or anything like that but um that's kind of what inspired all of it so Back in 2016, I first approached the town about changing the zoning so that food trucks and food truck parks could even be a thing in West Hartford because at that time they weren't allowed. And just over that process went from, uh, you know, recruiting my two business partners, Sherry and James to come and join me, as well as, you know, jumping over a few zoning hurdles, purchasing a property and building it out to where, you know, we are today. So it's, you know, a facility that people can comfortably dine inside. Outside and food trucks can use it as a venue to be able to, you know, grow their small businesses.
0: Yeah, before that, I've only seen uh, food trucks on the New Haven Green and Longworth. I used to live in New Haven, like there weren't even food trucks around here. So yeah,
1: I mean, we did not reinvent the wheel. There's food truck. There's been food truck parks in Texas for many many years. Um, The idea is just evolving. So we just took the concept and kind of tweaked it slightly to work in New England. You know because obviously we have seasons here we can't just be outside all year round so that's why the building is important And we tried to diversify some revenue streams so it's not all just focused on um, you know food trucks vending you know there's events um, and commissary functionality and um, you know we have some internal vendors and things like that so yeah. we've tried to take it and kind of make it work for you know West Hartford and Connecticut Based on the needs for you know this specific market.
0: No, I highly suggest all my listeners, all uh, you know, fourteen or twenty of you guys. <laughs> kidding. There's a lot. Um, check it out, 637 New Park Avenue, 637, and their website and their Instagram is great. You could check like that. That gets me down there. I see a purple bun. I'm like, oh, I gotta try mm-hmm. this. Let's yep. relish this. I yep. see like a falafel. Oh, I gotta try this. That. That Instagram has never lured me more than your site. And I know I can go there. I know that's convenient. I can either walk my dog or quickly drive. Sometimes while getting my dog, at Uber dog. I swing by and I just stop in. And that, that Graham, whoever's, again, working with the Graham.
1: Yeah. Hil- Hillary, great no, job. Props to Hillary. I mean, we've gotten feedback. Like when we've posted a picture of um, lobster poutine, the person has been like, you got to warn me next time when you put a picture up because like we will sell out of that ingredient like that um so we've we've gotten some good feedback i mean food is motivational especially when people know that they can drive five ten minutes or walk right down there and have it yeah you know there's and like a family of
0: four you know we're not all i have a vegetarian kid i have a a kid that likes mm -hmm. meat we go down there and everyone has their choice, you know. You put the gluten free option, yep. the veggie option. And what's the
1: What's What's the best thing you've eaten at the gastro park so far?
0: I really like the Baba Ghanoush spicy falafel. They mm. don't have it on the menu as spicy, but I ask for it spicy. Oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah. The, the nachos, the Baba
1: Ghanoush. I like that one. That's cool. That's where I want the wanna...
0: pizza, chunky tomato pizza, slamming.
1: He's a good guy. He's a really good guy. I met him at a wedding. Iron and Grain was catering a backyard wedding. Last summer, you know, a lot of weddings got shifted from big venues to backyards, obviously within the numbers, but our food trucks were parked right next to each other in this person's driveway, tried his pizza, and I was like, dude, you got to come to the gastro park." Yeah. And he's a good guy. He's a young entrepreneur, same type thing. He kind of has like a truck that's part of a brick and mortar, but he runs the truck. Oh, nice. Um, so it's a, it's a cool setup.
0: And where'd you get iron and grain? That's a cool name. Is it iron? Let me guess here. Iron mm. for the vehicle. Grain for the booze, or
1: am I... I mean, I guess there's a lot of different ways you can interpret it. Um, but iron really primarily refers to, like, the the way that we're cooking. You know, we're cooking things in cast iron. We're cooking things over this grill grate. And grain represents our cooking method. You know, it's all um, wood-fired, so...
0: Wait, I've never seen... I might miss that. Have you cooked iron and grain down at Gastro?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Not oh, since, like... I don't think i've ever caught early december late november all right because the truck is really just coming out of uh you know hibernation <laughs> we're doing uh private events now like actually as we speak i gotta shout out talcott transmissions do you have your do you no, where is that you've driven I've by seen, them many yeah, times definitely. right on talcott uh the owner alex i was referred to them because the truck oh, It's meets,
0: next to dr rick's chiropractor spot yeah, yeah right by
1: uber dog too and uber dog yeah. in between
0: the two of them
1: so the truck is getting a new transmission there right now and we uh, will be ready to go. And then Friday, we're going out to Lion Rock Farm, beautiful venue out in Lichfield County doing a rehearsal dinner. And uh, yeah, so catering season is here. But yeah, uh, the food, uh, the Viking, as we call it, 59 Chevy, hasn't been vending food at the Gastro Park recently, but it will very soon.
0: Man, 59 Chevy.
1: 1959 Chevy, yep. That's Founded awesome. in Alabama, brought it up, had it completely restored, you know, retrofitted. So we've got a wood fired grill. Beer taps, you know, wine fridge. We're the first food truck in Connecticut to have a liquor license. Um, but, yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. You drive all around the state in a 59 mobile bar and, you know. You're, you're turning heads. You have some experiences. And it's a near-death experience. I couldn't like imagine
0: that. That's, I, I bartended uh, once at Lake Cossapog in Middlebury. Shout out to Middlebury as a wedding for a firefighter, a Waterbury firefighter. So at Kwasi? At Kwasi, yeah, yep. um, and the pavilion. And, you know, it was a great experience bartending. I was a little nervous at first, but then you start to, you see that person approaching, you're like, oh, I'm gonna get their drink ready. Yep. You start small talking. And, you know, I made like 170 bucks, 180. This is like 15 or 20 years ago. I, I wasn't even married. Sure, um,
1: this is, you just saw the movie Cocktail.
0: Yes, I started doing the, uh, here, wanna do it? Let's get let's get the chairs in interrupted me how dare he I see. um uh yeah middlebury and so no it's fun and i could only imagine that i made you make start small talking you get friendship you start connecting with you know this person i know that person yep. so i could only imagine when you do your venues at rehearsal dinners and you start again you know what this person is drinking because he's already visited five times and he's like you know, every time you see me, get that ready. And, you know,
1: he gives uh, you. I don't know. We've never served anybody five drinks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never. Um, I think I did. But yeah, maybe we'll get you an interview with James, the bar manager for Gastro Park. Okay. And we'll see, you know, if you can maybe work a shift there. But he's going to put you through the ringer, I bet.
0: So. Yeah. No, I really want to do a celebrity bartending event.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk it out. Let's brainstorm right now. So I've done it at, I got experience with celebrity servers. I do, I've done it at Rita's Italian Ice. Yep. And we've done it at Donut Crazy. Can what you, does serving donuts consist of?
1: Grabbing uh, Let me grabbing the pink a pink one. Here's the <laughs> pink one.
0: <laughs> I was thinking maybe you just get a bunch of taps. We're going to get, be a good friend cups. Mm-hmm. If everyone buys a cup, yep. they get that first pour. Mm-hmm. And for half an hour blocks, we'll have like a celebrity. Yeah, Dave's going to be a celebrity. Yeah, he'll sure. serve from five to five thirty. Um, you know, Dennis House was a celebrity. Derek Slap, the mayor. We got you know, uh, Friends of Feeney. They're everywhere. We'll, we'll, we'll fill it up, and then people will come to see their friend. Uh, you know, like the head of the PTO or principal of a school, the head of the baseball little league, the football. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we can definitely figure something like that out. All
1: right, you heard it here. He agreed to it. It's happening. June, look good for you? We're going to have to work on the celebrity list, though. We've got to step it up a little bit. <laughs> All right. No politicians. All right, get them out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, it's your place. Your call. Um, yeah, you started to beat me to my own game, my best, worst, first, last. I've had I my food, watch, tracks, I watched my food like, trucks. Uh, I watched two episodes. Yeah, you put me on the spot. Yeah. My best food truck spot. Mm-hmm. So what's your best? You make drinks, obviously. Yeah. You want to do best, worst, first, last drinks?
1: (laughs) Um, Worst drink? Yeah. That we make or just in general? You personally. Your whole life, even. Oh, whole life. Gotcha. Um, Let's focus on best. I mean, honestly, one of our most popular items is our black and blue slider. I really enjoy that dish. Um, we've converted a lot of non-blue cheese lovers. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't like blue cheese. And we just say, trust us. You know, it's, it's pretty balanced. So black and blue sliders would definitely be the best dish. Um, best cocktail? I mean, you know, I guess that's so subjective. But yeah. I really like, you know, uh, a drink that we used to do. We don't do it as much anymore, but it's called Hank Mardukas kind of like a dark and stormy meets like a mai tai almost who is hank is he a person <laughs> hank mardukas so i you know i love movies a lot of give uh, me a hint
0: give me a hint first i'm a movie guy
1: okay so, so hank mardukas um it's a paul rudd movie uh, all right just help tell me then okay not a fan of that uh you're not a fan is of he paul- ant-man yes
0: all right Huge fan of Ant-Man. Excuse me. Take that
1: back. Okay, good. I apologize. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd has been making movies. I mean, I don't know if he has a Lifetime Achievement Award, but he should. All right. Name the movie then. Uh, The Bill and Dave thing? No, no. Definitely not. Uh, I Love You, Man. Uh, The whole premise is he's getting married and he has no friends, and he's looking for a best man, and he meets uh, Jason Segel, but his father is... Can't think of his name, but you'd recognize him. Really decorated actor, and uh, they're at dinner one night. He's talking about who his best friend is, and his best friend, as he claims, his other son Andy Samberg's character, but also this guy Hank Mardukas, who they used to work at IBM with. So totally Hank, fictitious, made up. Totally made too. up. Yeah. Right. So like probably like mm, ten. No, that's being generous. Six people maybe in the lifetime of the truck have been like Hank Mardukis. <laughs> And uh, then we instantly know that they're cool. So that's my favorite uh, drink, I would say. Also, although Hillary does make, I gotta give props to Hillary because that, that drink's from before her time. But since she stepped aboard, she's definitely brought a new level of expertise. And I'm a sucker for her passion fruit margarita. No, I, I like her old fashions. Yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah, so. No, she does a good job. She's great. So
0: that's the best, worst and first. And first, last. What's the
1: last drink you made? The last drink I made, yeah.
0: Did you make a drink today?
1: No, I did not make a drink today. (laughs) Uh, Although they don't know what time it is, I guess (laughs) it could be eight a.m. for all they know. Uh, So my go-to drink, my nightcap drink that I have after a busy day, you know, usually like seven or eight o'clock at night, I'll have a mezcal Negroni. So a traditional Negroni has gin in it, so instead of gin. I put mezcal, which is, you know. Is that tequila? A, I mean, it's not tequila, but it's like a, kind of like tequila. It's a very smoky, uh, you know, liquor you that serve comes those from there? Mexico. I'm
0: going to try one next time.
1: We don't always have them. Well, actually, we did for Mesinco de Mayo. So we have, if you, if you come to the park, you can get one now. All right. Um, but or if you come to another Iron and Grain event, we can hook you up with one. I should have brought one of those. What, do you like mezcal?
0: I'll drink it.
1: Yeah, big fan, big fan of, you know, it has a nice smoky flavor to it, and it's becoming very popular. It used to be, you know, the liquor store by my house only carried, you know, one or two kinds, but now it's, it's become very popular in the West Coast and urban areas like New York City, so it's kind of expanding, so we're benefiting from not only a craft beer boom, but from, you know, all these different types of spirits. All right, first one and then I have a new game, brand new just for you. First one what? First food? First drink. Oh, first drink that I ever made. Yeah. It was probably something terrible with pop-off, honestly. Ooh. Yeah. The good stuff back in the day. Plastic bottle. Me and I got a, you know, my cousin Adam, you know, we made the best of it, but I can't say it was anything good. Probably had some mixture of orange juice, orange juice or Kool-Aid. Yeah. Gatorade. You put enough other, you know, liqueurs in it.
0: Uh. All right, so the next one. This is just for you. Setting the stage for you. You're down at Gastro. You're at the picnic table. You just got your best Mm -hmm. drink from your favorite food truck. You got your best meal. You're at the picnic table. You could sit down and have lunch or dinner with four people. Any four people that you want. Who are they and why?
1: Dead or alive? Dead or alive. Celeb or not. Oh, man. Well... Man, I'm tempted to just invite you and Paul Rudd along. Yeah. So maybe you guys will hit it off and you'll earn a newfound respect for this man's career. I could be like the Beatle. Ant-Man, Wasp-Man, and the Beatle-Man. No, you're too tall for that. You have to be like the praying mantis or the stick bug, maybe. Stick bug, yeah. I get that a lot. I don't know. I mean, like... uh, I'm a big fan of... uh, Sam Calgione, the founder of Dogfish Head, you know uh, he—I read a lot of his books. Well, he, I read two of them, um, you know, about starting a small business. So I think that'd be interesting. That's kind of more attainable. But uh, I don't know. I'd have to throw Abraham Lincoln onto the okay. list too. I was
0: thinking him too. I was leaning in there.
1: He's a pretty interesting character. That I think you'd have to sit down with. But also, you know, people always ask me this question, like if you could see one musician dead or alive. I think it would be great to see Jimi Hendrix in his prime, be able to transport that, and then uh, not to be morbid, but my dad. You know, my dad passed away right when I was graduating college, and he inspired a lot of my entrepreneurial spirit, but also kind of the direction that I took in my life because he was a very hardworking guy, and I watched him kind of like pursue a lot of careers and fields that just kind of beat you down, you know, unless you're in the driver's seat. You know, they kind of use you and then throw you aside. Like my dad was a salesman. So when I was growing up, he lived, he worked, we lived in Fairfield County and he worked in New York City and worked in the textile industry selling yarns. And then eventually that went all overseas. So he had to reinvent himself. And then he became a wholesale building material guy. And then the economy tank. So I kind of like really saw his job experience and thought like, wow, I want to build something so that I can be in control, so that I'm not... You know, one day, you know, 60 years old and, you know, being used as the scapegoat for why, you know, this company is succeeding and then I get kicked to the curb. So good answer. I would like to sit, to, you know, it'd be fun to talk to him and just kind of I'm it, sure he'd be
0: proud of you, where yeah. you are and what you're doing. And, you know, he, he inspired you. So two inspirations and then political leader and a musician. I think I had that same. I was my grandfather, Patrick Feeney, never met him. Yep. He left my my dad and, like, died in Ireland. So I would like to see, you know, talk with him. Who else? I had a bunch. Cat Stevens, for some reason. ODB <laughs> from the Wu-Tang Clan. That would be an interesting conversation for sure. <laughs> Martin Luther King, JFK, yep. and maybe, like, Michael Jordan or Anthony
1: Mason. I'm a Knicks fan, so. So fun. I'm a Knicks fan as well. Yes. My first... Sports jersey that I ever purchased. Mace in your face, Anthony Mace. Get out. Yep, number fourteen. Come on. I've always kind of liked the, you know, the role player, the the dirty word. You know, the I didn't. I mean, I do have a Patrick Ewing jersey, um, but like I didn't want to get like you know Eli Manning's jersey. You know, everyone had that guy exactly. So Mm -hmm. I have an Anthony Mace. Like I have a Nick Van Exel jersey randomly. You know, Um, but Nick the Quick loved basketball growing up. Big fan of the Seattle. I'm, Knicks are my favorite team. I'm not one of those guys like, this is my third favorite team. This is my fourth. But I also love the Seattle Supersonics. Yeah. So I have a bunch of... Sean Kemp jersey. jersey. The Rain Man. Yeah.
0: That's the number one, like, Darty jersey. Day party. Darty. What's that? A Darty is a day party.
1: And that's what people like wearing to day parties? Is this Shawn top Kenton.
0: five. The Barstool put this out. And actually, no. That wasn't on there. And I... I wrote that that should be on there. The Rain Man Sean Kemp Sonic jersey is the best jersey to hang out in.
1: Really? I disagree.
0: I mean, it's up
1: there for sure. I'd have to think
0: about it. I had the, the Mace in your face. He was he was like 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 you said, role player can guard anyone. Yep. Um, six I saw man Charles the Oakley
1: at the casino like right before the pandemic. Mohegan or Fox yeah, Mohegan. Fox. Fox. Yep. Did and he I, get kicked I, out of the I there gave him too? some love. No, I, I told him I thought it was a, yeah. a crime, the way he was being treated. And then, like, maybe a year before that, I saw Gary Payton at the airport. Come on, I like And I him made too. him take a picture with me. It was, like, 6 o'clock in the morning, and I was like, let me get a picture. And he was just like, oh. You didn't get one with Oak? You're scared. I was too drunk, honestly. <laughs> it was at Wine Fest. Oh, yeah. Every year, like for, I don't know, maybe eight years now, I go to Mohegan Sun Winefest.
0: Yeah, my buddy swears by it. The palette, Savage Palettes, loves the Wine Fest. What's Savage pallet That is his company? Yeah, he makes out of uh, that. See that palette up there? The Direct Line Media? Mm. So he'll make. Out That's of, sharp. Yeah. And uh, we're going to get one for we Gastro Park. We should get park. him. To do a
1: pop up at the Gastro yeah. Park. Ooh. Yeah. Savage, I
0: mean, we, Mr. Savage, so Savage Palette, um, you're going to do a pop-up at the Gastro Park. We're we'll getting you a Gastro Park. I want to surprise you, but
1: I like to be surprised. That's a great idea. Savage, you're in. But yeah, Wine Fest is a good time.
0: No, he loves it. He swears by it, and I was going to go this year, like they get you have to book a hotel yeah. obviously to be safe and respectful. And I mean, you don't have to stay there.
1: Like I've done it a few different ways, like sometimes it's too cost prohibitive to stay there but there's so many hotels around that offer shuttle services that you can you know stay at a marriott and i'll use points you know and just yeah right up the street know, a little exactly bit. Yeah. and they offer a free shuttle ride but i'll be honest it's gotten each year it gets a little less good because ah. they used to do it in the ballroom and now they've moved to this big giant convention center like multiple
0: where... floors too right or no
1: it used to be because that it used to be multiple floors, you don't but now beer on one floor? Yeah. It used to be wine and all this stuff on one, beer on the second. But now it's in this big giant field house. Like you could fit like a football field and like two oh, football fields in this thing. It's on concrete floor. Still fun, but different. But yeah, Oakley was there for that. I like Oakley.
0: I don't know if I saw anybody fun. My the That's my
1: problem with the NBA now. Not so much that a guy like Charles Oakley couldn't maybe I mean Charles Oakley did have a jump shot, but there's no way he's hitting a three and you know Charles Oakley's MO was he wanted to beat you oh yeah you know and at yeah. all costs yeah now all these guys are kind of friends I mean some of them don't like each other obviously yeah. but at the end of the day there's a lot of other things going on and I just feel like the intensity has been turned down. the level of play is higher I'll give people that these yeah. guys are precision decision yeah. athletes
0: well my name my dog Barkley my wife's favorite player And my favorite player, Sir Charles, like, you know, he never won a championship, but, you know, was not afraid to slap Bill Lambert, double, like, take down Shaq, uh, you know, slap someone on the plane for owing him money on a $2 poker game. Mm -hmm. You know, Barkley was the man.
1: Oh, I love Charles Barkley. Yeah.
0: And I would say, like, the roughest player now is, like, Draymond Green, and that's a huge stretch. And someone on the Raptors, you know, like... Serge Baca or someone. You know, there's not like that tough brute. Like Mason would – like the 94 Knicks, was my, they were my favorite team of all time.
1: There's no uh, enforcers in the league yeah. anymore.
0: Like Jordan would just get pounded every time he went to the hole. Yeah. Oakley, Mason, Harper, uh, Ewing. No, great. Yeah, basketball has changed. And then, yeah, like you said, no, they all hit threes now. And just – I don't know. Top five. Who's your top five right now? All time. Top five NBA players. You, Le- you, pro Le- you like LeBron or... Yeah, I like LeBron. Are you Jordan, He's- LeBron, or Kobe? I mean, Michael Jordan all day. Okay. Then, is that, is that say because of your, your age, you think, or just...
1: I just think, you know, at the end of the day, Jordan had pieces around him. But LeBron James's teams have been stacked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everybody talks about Scottie Pippen like he's Dwayne Wade. Scottie Pippen is not Dwayne Wade. You know, a very good player, but, you know, still. LeBron has just played on better teams. And I think Jordan just dominated so, you know, consistently. You know, if he hadn't left basketball, he might have won, you know, eight, five or eight in a row, you know. Um, So I would say Jordan's number one. I put LeBron James number two. Um, You know, Bill Russell think you got to give love to some of the older guys um, you know I'm a Knicks fan but I'm not going to put any Knicks on there I mean I if this was you know 15 year or you know 12 year old Tate who probably would have <laughs> been Patrick Ewing John Starks you know something ridiculous like that but Magic Johnson I remember like those are some of my youngest basketball memories or like Magic Johnson like as he's just exiting his prime like i remember yeah. my father waking me up at midnight to see magic johnson come out of you know retirement oh yep and that's a special memory being able to watch that
0: is that when he ball faked latrell spreewell i remember that i think when he came out of retirement to play again yeah yeah when he came back yeah. after you know took no time i remember watching HIV. tv when he announced that he had the hiv that was like huge i looked you know starstruck and just jaw-dropping so that was my yeah. I grew up with
1: magic and I never got to see like Wilt Chamberlain or those guys play but I mean it's just like they'll never be another Shaq like you can question Shaq's you know touch or whatever you want but like that dude just dominated for like a stretch of run like he made basketball not fun for me
0: yeah and he would take a beating, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was like he made, like, he was just like a physical Did you see specimen. when I broke the chair? You hear what I said when I broke the chair? Like, did you say that was like shacked? I shacked
0: the chair. Yeah. That's a verb. Like, kids, I don't know if people knew at 17, I said I shacked the chair. People probably were like, what is he even talking about? Like, he would destroy backboards, and they
1: would, I shacked the backboard. Yeah. I shacked the chair. That's got, basketball terminology. I got through Larry Bird in, though, because when I was very young, I, em, I tried to emulate my shot after Larry Bird, you know, shooting above Ooh, my yeah. head, you know. Because I wasn't – I was a little bit of a late bloomer on the height side. I didn't really hit my above average height until my senior year. So I got through Larry Bird and I, I guess, in there, too. Yeah. Larry Legend. No.
0: Yeah, Larry. So I would – I took the teacher test. It was really hard. I took a principal test really hard, but I had a good luck thing. I would write it on a piece of paper on the table. Uh, Larry, the legend bird, number thirty-three. Mm-hmm. And even when I had to do my first year teaching you do a best thing, you have to mail it out. I wrote it on the envelope, and it was just like my thing to help. Your good luck charm. And it worked. Oh, bird. Superstitious? Are you superstitious? A little bit. When it came to that, and it worked. It's not superstition. You know, as long as it works. I'm messing that up, but as long as it works. But Larry Bird, I had the Indiana State jersey. It's like a triple X right now, so it doesn't
1: fit. Obviously. It's a triple X right now? Yeah. <laughs> like it's going to change? Well, back... <laughs> You're planning well, on see, shrinking it? No, well, like
0: 10 years ago, I couldn't get away with rocking a triple X. I maybe had like 10 pounds on me. The style. Now, if I put that on, oh my god, I can't believe I even purchased it that big. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll come back in style. I know. I, I just got to hold on to it. No um, no hoop. You got to get a hoop thing down there somehow.
1: I do. Oh, Are you ever gonna get TVs? Yeah, we'll have a couple TVs. I mean, we never wanted it to be like a sports bar vibe, obviously, because we want to keep it social. We want to keep people engaged. We very much, you know, I mean, smartphones aren't going anywhere, but we're definitely trying to get people like to break down the digital wall so that yeah. the gastro park can be people a place where people can meet in an analog fashion. But that being said, yeah, we'll have a couple TVs up on the. You know, above the bar. So if there's a you know big game on or you know whatever, we can show it. But yeah, it's not going to be like you're going down to Buffalo Wild Wings. No, no, no. We don't want that.
0: No, I love the um big spool tables. Is that what you would yep. call it? cables? Were those
1: cables? Yeah, yeah. We we upcycled as much material as possible. So those were left table tops or spool tops. You know that we took and sanded. Uh, Kevin from Rusted Nail Salvage, another local small business, you know, a woodworker, makes a lot of different custom furniture and accent pieces. He's been a huge help, he's been working. I actually met him here in this parking lot in 2016. We did a spring pop-up event executed by the small business, you know, people that, that reside in 485. And uh, we were over on by the road and he was in the corner and he came over and he looked at the table that I had made out of pallets that we kind of do our prep on for the truck. And he was like, oh, I-, I can make you something better than this. So that's where the relationship started. And he's been a huge help. You know, we've we've catered events over at his house. Um, he's honestly kind of like family now. We, uh, you know, we appreciate everything that he's done. But yeah, so he helped us upcycle these spindles. We also have these huge metal bases that we got out of the factory. A guy was just trying to get rid of them. So instead of just throwing them away, we took them over, used them as our bases. So... You know, we're upcycling because we're trying to, you know, you know reduce waste. Reuse. But reuse. it's also a good way for us to, you know, be thrifty. You know, yeah. we, we don't have an endless amount of money to make this project I, happen. I had
0: one of those in my backyard, those spools, and I would try to, like, walk on it and get it to spin. That's my... Like memory. you're in the circus? Yes, yes. I'm related myself. to T.
1: T. Barnum. Are you? Yeah. Come on. Yep. World's greatest showman? On my, uh, my mom's side. He's like my... bridge Great-grandmother's uncle. Like, we used to have a bed in our basement that, like, we donated to the PT Bar and Museum. It was like, that was his.
0: Come on.
1: But I feel like that's kind of not, like, a good thing I should be telling people.
0: Especially in Hartford. Didn't he, like, burn the tent down? Was that him? The, mm. the circus fire?
1: History's foggy, so I'm not going to bring it up. But, you know, <laughs> Forget it's just I said like that. circuses are kind of, you know, icky.
0: Oh, now animals. Exactly. And, yeah.
1: So it's kind of like, I feel like I'm going to have to hide that from my past. People might try to cancel the gastro park one day. Oh,
0: yeah. No. You're gonna, you, you angered someone. Someone out there is offended.
1: I'm a big fan of elephant rights, for the record.
0: Yes. Huge fan of elephants. <laughs> Ivan, the one and only Ivan. Great kids book. And then they did a one. Uh, it's about a, um, a circus, a run-down elephant. And they made it into a movie. It's on Disney+. Plus, But uh, good book. I'll have to check that one out. Elephant. Elephant. You, you brought up elephants? and it's not Dumbo. Dumbo's canceled anyway, so you can't watch that. Mm -hmm. But um, Ivan, great book. Um, What about, so what if someone, speaking of unique exotic animals, dogs are welcomed, are, you know, um, people are getting on airplanes with their security peacock and their security
1: or their safety animal, are Mm -hmm. all
0: animals welcomed or just strictly dogs? You know, no, not I animals saw... are
1: welcome. I don't want to open up that Pandora's box.
0: Because I was getting ice cream in Cape Cod once, and they had a pig on a leash.
1: Well, it's funny. We take the truck, the, you know, Iron and Grain takes the Viking, and we will pop up over at the Heirloom Flats, I think it's called. It's really nice apartments over in Bloomfield. And they have a very good social media account, too, and they'll post pictures of the tenant's dogs. And there's somebody who lives there who has a pig. Yeah. Yeah, as a pet.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like a thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're supposed to be as smart as dogs. So I guess we would allow a pig, but I mean, or maybe a cat on a leash. It's just, you know, it's got to be safe. Can't make other people feel uncomfortable. You know, that's a big thing. So no bringing your pet wanna oh, yeah, you... down.
0: <laughs> uh, Sebastian Menacuso, I always jack up his name, has a great bit on people getting on planes with their peacock on their shoulder. Who, oh,
1: Sebastian Maniscalco. Maniscalco. Yep, yep, Who said areas. that was a
0: good idea? Who let you leave the house like that?
1: I love stand-up comedy. That was one of the, this, this job I used to have that inspired you know, these businesses. One of the best things about it was some of my clients were out in LA. So I used to have to go out to LA to service these media agencies, and uh, I would always hit up you know, the, store? the comedy store while Come I was on, there. Come on, you've been there. I've been there probably 10 times. And, like, I've seen some people come on stage that were not on the schedule. Yeah, late night, you know, just I've practice. Been, you know, Bill Burr's made fun of me. Whitney Cummings has made fun of me. I saw Chris Rock show up once unannounced.
0: No, I, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan.
1: I saw him once.
0: Come on. Yeah, he talks about it. I want to go to the store. He's opening one in Austin. I got roasted once at, like, the Funny Bone or um, uh, City Steam. City Steam, yeah. And I'm, like, front stands. row right in front of. The comedian I people had. People
1: want like, to have people have reached out to have comedy shows at the Gastro Come Mark. on, do it. I don't know. I mean, I love comedy, but bad comedy is rough. Yeah, you get booed you off. You know, I mean, it's just I've seen it at breweries where Iron Grain has been vending, been in the food truck, and there's been people doing it. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I could do a better job, but it's kind of painful when somebody's like out there, and, and it's it's tough when you like. Oh, it's uncomfortable. You hear Joe Rogan talk about this. Like, you need to have the right room for comedy to be. You know, a productive atmosphere. So it's something that maybe we'll look to do. Outdoor is rough
0: because you don't want side conversations. You want to make sure people aren't engaged.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll give it a whirl. You know, Dan McDonald's, love him. Yep, I used to love him too. I saw him once. He gave up. He well, everybody got their money back. He was that's his shtick, though. I thought like he didn't even try. That
0: no, but that's that was like his thing that he didn't try. He roasted someone. Like Shatner, and was like, You have nothing on your head, or nothing in your head but a hat. You know, he's like, lame jokes, which I thought was his shtick. Yeah. Right? But they well, really, to the point where like, he gave his money back.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was like so drunk, he wasn't even like saying stuff uh, on stage. Okay. All right. And people were just like, Oh, was like in uh, we Google on...
0: his ESPY awards when he hosted the ESPYs. Oh, boy. They, he's, yeah. he's
1: not allowed on ESPN anymore. I believe it. I grew a, up. He,
0: he's got an Anthony Mason dig. Oh, really? It's terrible,
1: yeah. I have two older sisters. Like, I'm a, I'm a mistake. You know, I can <laughs> say that with pride. And so they're like 10 years older than me. So I grew up watching, like, Norm MacDonald, SNL years oh, with them. Yeah. And he was, you know, I loved him. So that's why when I saw this live. Upset. It hurt me.
0: Yeah, it hurt me. Sad. Like, no, David Chappelle this. bombed in Hartford. And he's coming back to the casino to make up for it. So Chappelle, well, no, a Chappelle fan.
1: So I was a few years, you know, one of the perks of this old job is I used to get a lot of tickets to shows. So they did this few years. They, they didn't do it pre-COVID, but it was like a huge comedy show over at the Xfinity Theater. And so I went one year, sitting in the lawn, and Louis C.K. was the headliner. And the previous year was the year that Dave Chappelle was out there, and he just like basically told the crowd, yeah. you know, F off and uh louis ck ends his bit you know because several comedians had referenced dave Chappelle throughout the night i made like jokes kind of like poking fun at his expense and then louis ck and just go all right ladies and gentlemen dave Chappelle." and everybody just thought he was joking and then dave Chappelle came out ah. and like i grew up in high school when Chappelle show was coming out so i love that me and all my friends love that we love dave Chappelle. So when I saw him do that in Hartford, that kind of like left a bad taste in my mouth. You never want to see somebody unappreciative. Because it seemed like he was maybe a little, a little rough. But he came out that night and was so cool. He kind of apologized. Yeah. But then he did a little bit of a set. It was very funny, very appreciative. Like he kind of made fun of the crowd, but then he also kind of made fun of himself too.
0: Yeah, he came and, back and said he was burnt out.
1: And then, but like during this night, this little set that he did, he kind of like made amends for what he did that night in Hartford. So it was cool to be able to see that. I like love Chappelle you like you're like 38 40 what are you I'm 35 35 yeah I think for my I don't know 17th birthday my two older sisters I'm very lucky I kind of it was kind of like having three moms so there was good and bad with it but for one of my birthdays when I was in high school they took me to go see Dave Chappelle at Caroline's during the height of Chappelle show and he performed there it's kind of a letdown there too, because he was very inebriated. Uh, yeah, but so a lot of other funny people. I so. saw Paul
0: Mooney at Caroline's. He was on the Chappelle a Classic, couple times yep, Yeah, yeah. Uh, who would I see? I actually went to a Red Sox Yankee game, and my friend, my old roommate from college, was in Brooklyn. He's like, "Come, there's a concert." I went to the Dave Chappelle block party DVD. Oh, really? Like Erica Badu. Uh, I think Nas, like it was Mm -hmm. free, let let us in, patted us down, we were in it. I still haven't peeked to see if I made the DVD, but uh, I was. You haven't studied that thing? I know, I gotta zoom in. But they were like, speaking of, Chappelle comes out, he's like, there's guns on the roof, and there's like
1: snipers on the roof for security. Um, but during COVID, he was doing those like performances in a field in like his town in Ohio where he lives. Yeah, it would been pretty cool to go to one of those.
0: They say those are great when like you like you said, you didn't expect to see someone at the store. Leno pulls up and he they'll sometimes they'll go on till like two in the morning. Yeah, now huge. That's the great family.
1: thing about L.A. is like. There's such a high concentration of comedians right there. That you never know is going to show up. You no, know? I mean, and we've gotten great seats. Like I've been me to you, Bill Burr. I like, you that know, I had Bill too. Burr make fun of me for how many pillows I had in my bed.
0: Would you? Oh, because he asked you how many mm-hmm. pillows and what'd you say? Yeah. More than two? I said
1: four. Oh, bro. Because I, I have a queen I, size I made, bed. I, I want to make fun of you. <laughs> I was a queen. I had a queen size bed. I don't think I had a I had a girlfriend at that time. I wasn't living with her. But if somebody stays over. You know, you need to have pillows for them. I only need two pillows. I mean, I could get by with one. But if I had my pick, two pillows. But my bed had four, and I said that, and he, <laughs> he ripped me. Well deserved. Good job, Bill Bill. Whitney Cummings, yeah, she let – this is funny. So I had this friend who – good friend of mine. He actually helped run the truck for me a while. But he lived out in California originally. We got to the comedy store early, <laughs> and they put us front and center. he's like, we're not, we can't sit here. Like, we, we're, we're going to get roasted. Yeah. yeah. So he, like – awkwardly like tells the hostess she's like we're moving so we moved to like the side of the stage like a few rows back i won't repeat what Winnie he comes and said because it's you know it's, she's wrong hasn't she... aged well i guess maybe <laughs> but right when she comes out of the stage she just turns around she goes look at these two uh. <laughs> and i'm just like see you can't avoid it man you can't avoid yeah, it yeah you
0: don't want to be front row and you never want to walk in late while they're in their
1: bit. yeah yeah.
0: And that, I made the mistake. I, I was sitting front row. I had my feet on the stage. Comfy. He goes, you comedian? And I go, I looked around like, no. Then why are your feet on the mm, stage? And I was like, huh, huh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I thought I was like chilling. You know, I got my girl and my wife now. But why are you a comedian? Put me like on the spot. I like, Grr. or one time New York, like who's farthest away? And people were like, you know. California, Nevada, Connecticut, and they're like, "Look at this loser's Connecticut, you know because New York yeah. not that far blah blah blah, but anyway, always a fan, I saw Dustin Diamond at Dustin the, Diamond at he's, the ground round in Waterbury he a
1: comedian, rest in peace, I think he's had a lot of careers,
0: yeah, uh, he got a little raunchy and inappropriate, yeah, but it was. Yeah because we, we we're yelling screech and lisa turtle and zach we get mm-hmm. you know a little heckle going on but let's talk about gathering grease. i love the shirt yeah thank you so much this is hot off the press ladies and gentlemen am i the first come on first worst best. Yeah, last
1: you're, you're the first yeah i literally those got dropped off by Idlewild today nice gather three so you're the first one to be donning uh, yeah. Yep, that's right
0: gastro park No, I love the little, I love your symbol and logo. Do you have a, did you have a graphic designer or a brander? We did,
1: yes. Yep. Eric Pankey. Um, Well, actually, this guy, uh, Pat Dugan, local West Hartford resident, um, approached me, said, hey, you know, we work for, I work for this media agency, and, you know, we do a lot of corporate stuff, but we think it's really cool what you're doing, so we kind of try to do some, like, fun pro bono side work. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, we're pulling this thing together with every penny that we had. So he kind of brought a few different artists, like ideas, said, let me know what you think. And I was like, I really like this concept. And that was the concept by this designer, Eric Pankey, um, who he does a lot of cool stuff. Like he's really into tennis. If you go on his website, he has a lot of cool. What was like
0: second place?
1: There was like this... I don't know if Eric did it or if it was another designer. It might have been another designer. Don't quote me on that. But he created this like almost like badge logo that kind of had like the feeling like it was like something you'd see in like a national park almost. Like we obviously have the picnic table, which yeah. kind of is in the forefront. But this I was going to say that's 100% like, like... Like almost Yosemite-like, you know, this one thing. So okay. that was kind of cool. And we got a bunch of other cool ideas, but obviously you can... You
0: know. That really sells and... Sells. Spews and very brands, Gastro Park, very fitting. I think that's yeah, well done with the choice, well with the design, Eric. Yeah, connect them for friends of Feeney. I want to try to get a, a swoosh, you know, like something that a brand mark. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, he's he's great with that kind of stuff. I mean, I am very grateful for what they did. They came up with the gather graze idea. We kind of fed them some different ideas about wanting this to be like a foodie playground. Um, so we kind of gave them a brand brief, and then they ran with it and came back with some different ideas. No, Gathering Graze is very cool, too. Yeah. I mean, it's all about bringing people together. It's all about food. It's all about trying different things. You know, the idea is come to Park and you can eat from three different food trucks. You know, you bring come with an appetite. And, you know, we try to encourage the trucks to have, you know, portion sizes that are conducive to, to, to bouncing around so nobody fills up <laughs> on a 14-pound you know yeah work sandwich yep. no i agree Gather and grays great concept i mean
0: it's got the alliteration gather grays i i think it fits love the the business cards who's 860 2179 that's the number for iron and grain all right let's go give them a call
1: send They'll, us an email you know uh, that's what i prefer iron grain uh, company
0: co yeah at gmail.com iron and grand co at gmail.com They'll cater your parties, your birthday parties, your wedding rehearsal dinners. Iron and grain is definitely way to go. Um, no, this has been a great interview. Final question, favorite teacher. I'm a teacher for 17 years. You're a well-educated guy. College basketball. We didn't even get into that.
1: Yeah, we'll, have to, we'll do some follow-up stuff. I want to have you come to the park at some Ooh. point when the bar is ready and done, and you should interview James. All right. He can make you some drinks. On location. Yeah, on location. Dave's all
0: for that. He would for love to pack all Dave, this up. Uh, we can
1: bribe Dave with booze. He'll, he might not want to do let's a remote, see. you know, over at the barber shop, but <laughs> uh, you can prime with alcohol. He's in. And yeah, make more of
0: these uh, whiskey sours.
1: I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> can, that can be arranged. Uh, favorite teacher? Uh, uh, my ex wife. You know, she's a school teacher. She definitely is. No, she's great. Um, I have a great appreciation of teachers from from her just you know like it's kind of like being a small business owner. When you're a small business owner, you don't stop working. Like there's never a time when you're fully off the clock. And that's one thing that I'm sure you realize is like you know back when I was in school, teachers weren't constantly you know within the reach of parents as far as email and this and that. Yeah. It just seems like there's no you know, line of demarcation as far as, like, when... And I guess even living in the same town that you work in, you probably...
0: Yeah, there's ups and downs to that, yeah. pros and cons.
1: But favorite teacher, I mean, growing up, I really liked... Uh, it was funny, a couple instances, I had a gym teacher who was also my dad's gym teacher, different school system, but my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Sweeney, was also my sister's fourth grade teacher, and she was great. She was very intimidating on the first day of school, very tough, Yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, formative moments. I can remember when she told the class that some of us were going through puberty. We were developing what was called GAPO. I know you were a man of alliterations. Which Can you guess what GAPO stands for? GAPO.
0: Gastro. It has nothing to do with any
1: of the small businesses. Yeah. I can assure you that. It stands for Gorilla Armpit odor. <laughs> so this was basically her way of telling some of the kids that they were stinky. But yeah, Mrs. Sweeney was That's great. a fifth grade talk. Yeah, 4th grade. Wow. This was 4th grade, yeah. So she was great. But What's in the liked, water over there? Where is this again? This was in Wilton. Cider uh-huh. Mill, yeah. So, so the, Cider gotta, Mill is 4th and 5th grade. That's good water.
0: What did
1: you have for 6th grade? 6th grade, you go to middle school, and 6th grade is when you have multiple teachers. So you go to Cider Mill. I went to Cider Mill for 4th and 5th. And then 6th, 7th, 8th are middle school. Did you go to Wilton Public Schools? No, I about to teach at Cider Mill. Oh. oh. She you 6th grade though? I think it
0: was 6th grade. She taught social studies and all that. Okay.
1: Shamaleski. What's her name?
0: Patricia Shamaleski. That sounds very Did familiar. you have a Mrs. C? I'm sure they called her Mrs. C. C yeah. She did, her, she did her name like to the uh, Mickey Mouse theme. C-H-M-I-E-L-E-S-K-M. Smart. That well done. Fun. Do it it's, to a song, they'll remember and learn it.
1: I, I remember there was a time where I could name all of my teachers. You know, K through blah, blah, blah. But who knows when... That stopped being a skill I could do. But, yeah, Mrs. Sweeney, I guess if I had to focus on one teacher, give her some love. I don't know what she's up to these days. Who knows? But she was my sister's teacher. She was hard-nosed. But by the end of the year, you know, you knew she loved you.
0: No, yeah, there's always that joke, don't smile till Christmas.
1: Got set to the, set the bar. You know? Yeah. One of my best friends, uh, Jeff Remillard, he helps me out on the truck a lot. He'll work, you know, one or two days a week. But he's a school teacher down in Naugatuck. So I just, you know, I the high school or no, he teaches over at Hop Meadow. I think it's called Hopbrook. Hopbrook. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I see what he goes through and just, you know, all the energy it takes to, to run a classroom. So nothing but love and respect for the teachers. No, I sent
0: my first email this morning at like 545. Just sent one. I'll probably send a few tonight. You know, you're never really off the clock. When did you know you wanted to be a teacher? I'm a big brother. And uh, my parents got divorced, so I kind of just was a mentor to my little sister, you know, while still bullying them and beating them up sure. and tying you gotta them, them together and putting Kool-Aid and squirt guns and squirting them with it. But uh, b- besides all that, just, um, you know, make it short. It's my neighbor. One-on-one mobility uh, every time. Um, no, I wanted to be a teacher. So I actually, college, I went to school to be a social worker. Mm -hmm. State went on freeze. I graduated with sociology. I got my elementary ed degree from University of Bridgeport. I got to internship at Kingsbury School, the same school I went to as a kid, which was great. Like you said, I saw teachers that I had. My fifth grade teacher was the principal. Yeah. So it was just great to be back. And my third grade students, I knew their uncles, their cousins, their parents. So I was like, I know, you know, Eric Iverson, I, I... you I went to school with him, and I knew you know all these different people, Tony Powell, and just students that i or even a just last name I would just name or pretend I even knew them, and it would help build that relationship um but I knew I wanted to be a teacher just helping kids at a young age now that the older I get, the younger grades are getting a little more tiring. you know mm-hmm. I have my administration degree, so at some point maybe I'll make that next step. But we'll see. Well, become a principal, yeah, vice principal. But I love this community. I love West Hartford. I started at Wilkes School when my daughters started kindergarten, so I was there the entire K through five experience with my kids in the same school. Like you can't put a price tag on that. You can't. It was like the I know lotto. a lot of people like that. I don't yeah. know. Like
1: what do you what do you think your kids thought of that? Do you think they loved it? Yeah, by fifth grade they didn't look at me and wave at me. But you know, kindergarten through third, it was cool. So I remember I had a couple teachers who their kids were going through the school system and I just thought like god I would hate that. <laughs> I think it was good cuz they were well behaved good kids. If they were like
0: troublemakers well, they've changed they would have
1: been animals I'm sure without your <laughs> without your supervision. <laughs> it's all me
0: burning the school down. No, thank you again for the flyers. Please recycle look at those QR codes. Neela, thank you to decoration committee. Great kids. Uh, you know, I just want to model that we're taking care of others. We are okay. We can help out. You can hold the door for someone. You can pick up trash. You can use your manners and be polite and just do right for everyone, in, you know, everyone around. So Absolutely. And thank you again. We are collecting cans this Sunday. We are collecting food for the food pantry. We've donated maybe 15 bags one time and 12 bags the other time. We are currently collaborating with Max and Lily's. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Lindsay. She's another uh, West Hartford teacher. She connected me with Michelle from Max and Lily's. People can donate their consignable clothing, which is like nice. Don't it has to be clean, you know, stainless. Like don't don't wear it 42 times and then try to return it. Yeah, it's consignment shop stuff. And then we'll build an account at Max and Lily's, and then a family in need. Um, that may have just had a house fire or need some clothing, we could send them over and they can use our account.
1: Buy some of the new Gastropark merch that we've got. We've got long sleeve shirts, t-shirts, tank tops, hats, yep. and then you know, downsize some of your closet. You know, Pick out some of the nicer things yep. that are less worn, that you're not gonna wear anymore. I've got it, you've got it. Oh yeah. And then you know, donate those. There's a rule, if I get a t-shirt I gotta get rid of five. If I buy sneakers, i got to get rid of two. Yep. There's a rule in the house. I have a sneaker, t-shirt, hat. My girlfriend's uh, father has a similar philosophy with coffee mugs. Ooh. Every once in a while, we get a package in the mail because they live out in Rhode Island. You just give it a shake and you're just like, oh, more coffee mugs.
0: He orders them online, too. He likes it.
1: No, I mean, he's, he's sending us the coffee mugs from oh. his house. That he got a new one, a new nice one so he, that he's And stoked he doesn't about. want to throw them away. And he's like, ah, oh, well, these three, you know, I can't fit them in anymore. Send them to Tate and Jess. Smart man. And then we, you know, get to enjoy them. I like it. It's the uh, circle of life.
0: Yep. And then when he goes over there, he knows he's, he has his choice of his favorite cups exactly. at your spot. Yes. But again, great conversation. Check out Gastro Park. 637. 637
1: new park avenue right by butler power equipment it's off of a little road that's technically right off of new park avenue but it technically is new park avenue so is there a name for that street no it's new park avenue that's weird yeah it is all of them back there are new park all of them it goes where body rock used to be is 641 then we're 637 then that lot where they store landscaping stuff is 637 and then all the buildings at the end where the new body rock is smash avenue viking fitness that's 635a i believe wow. so it's right you know on, if we're in between what we tell people is Butler power equipment and the corner pug nice no great spot i love it it's wednesday cool. through sunday rotating food trucks every day lunch and dinner 12 to 8 Yep. Yeah, hours will expand once the inside opens you know we'll have breakfast and coffee and bread available in the mornings um, oh, yeah,
0: we didn't get into the bread making spot, yeah. We got a lot of stuff exciting we'll, things going on. We'll have to do check them out up up on Instagram I will be inside. yep opens. Dave, we're, we're going location. Dave, there's alcohol, Dave. Don't worry. I'm in. So, again, episode 19. Thank you, Tate. Check them out at Gastro Park. I highly suggest it. Go down and gather and graze. Please come to our can drive, help our community, donate some cans. Um, again. This was a wonderful podcast. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, James. Thank you, Sherry. Yeah. Thank you, Tate.
1: Uh, no Hillary. One. Yep, She's all great. everyone
0: down there. We didn't even get into Barkley not liking James. We'll save that for James. My <laughs> yeah. dog, for some reason. But again, episode nineteen. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you for everyone. Yes, thank I'll you, see Dave. You soon. Thank you,
1: Direct Line Media. We got to get Dave down doing some other stuff. Dave, you have a drone.
0: Uh, I can do drones.
1: Yeah i want to get some good some cool drone footage once we get the inside open and people are there during the outside you know
0: you know what's cool you can set up a camera and get your progress as as you're building it and it'll take a picture every five minutes and then yep. you could get a time lapse
1: i think that we should too. promote a can drop at your house in your driveway and set up back <laughs> camera that and watch as the it time just builds lapse of the cans building along with and then your, my wife's anger wife's and her eyebrows
0: get more furious
1: all right, no, shout thank out, you for everything that you do. West Hartford out, is lucky to have you. Yeah. As both as a teacher and as somebody who's doing oh, so you, many great things. Oh, you're talking to me, not Dave? Or I'm or talking to, to you, definitely to you. All
0: right, cool, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Wes Hartford. Thank you, Tate. Thank you to my daughters and these wonderful flyers. I hate, can't wait to see you guys on Sunday, May, May 16th, and Friday, May 21st. Where my dog's at. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Tate. Kill it. Love you. Next